My heart's already pounding. <laughs> like, yeah. Now I've written down what I want to say because, yeah, I'll probably forget a lot. So anyway, good morning, everyone. Because that's at the top of my top of my notes. Proverbs three five to six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. You know, I know that people still are questioning what is actually going to happen in the future. But the thing is, our future is a total mystery. We never know what is going to happen. We can't know. None of us can know but God. And I know for myself... When I was a small child, um, I didn't know that my dad had plans to move us all from England to Australia. Yet here we are, all that time ago. But then when I met Pastor Gary, 45 years ago this actual week, this very, very week, 45 years ago, we met. Now, I did not know what would happen at all. I didn't know, well, for a start, we only just met. I didn't even really know that we were going to be a couple or anything. I mean, yeah, you just don't know what is going to happen in the future. And we, um, actually, Pastor Gary didn't even know what job prospects he was going to have. He didn't know his career because he was at school and, um, yeah, he didn't have a clue which way he was going to go. When he joined the police force, I think we were just really happy because then he had a secure job and now we could start planning when we were going to get married and, yeah, future was looking bright. You know, we didn't know where we were going to live, how many children we were going to have, what the future was going to look like at all. And we were living over in the northeastern suburbs in St Agnes at the time and we had never, ever imagined of coming up here to the hills in Mount Barker. Yet 31 years ago, we made that big move up the hill with our three children, our German shepherd at the time we had, um, Avery full of finches and all of our belongings and we made home up here. Now, Gary had been studying um, to further his career in the police force but then he suddenly felt the shift because I think there was a Bible school and we were starting to run so Gary jumped on that and started um, the Bible um, college Some years later, Pastor Keith and Wendy, they entrusted us with um, the church. So, um, yeah, and here we are, 20 years later. So much has happened in all of that 45 years that Gary and I have been together. And we've relied heavily on God. I wasn't going to do this. (laughs) Now we find ourselves in a brand new season. It's a new direction on which God is, has ordained for us both. Yet we can always 
Trust in God because his word is faithful and all the promises he has given, they will come to pass. For we never know what tomorrow holds, but we do know who holds tomorrow. That's great. Jeremiah... (laughs) Jeremiah 29, 11 to 13. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. See, the thing is, we've just got to put our trust in God. Call on the name of Jesus for everything because he's the only one that can help you whichever way you need to go in the future. So, yeah, thanks, everyone. Just as uh, I, before I start my message, I just want to say a, a couple of words of thanks. I want to thank, first of all, Jane, my wife. Um, I want to honour her and esteem her for the many years that she's stood by me and has supported me, believed in me, and been an incredible strength to me. I honour Jane uh, highly for who she is to me. The other thing, I just want to say a couple of other words of thanks as well. Number one, I want to thank uh, my daughter, Naomi. Uh, My daughter um, has been an incredible strength to me in my role uh, here in the church. And um, a lot of people think maybe that she's, you know, just uh, the saying that, you know, you you get somewhere by hanging on to the shirt tails of someone. And some people might say that of Naomi, but I want to say to you, Naomi, you're there by your own grace and by the call of God on your life, and there's something on you that God's going to take you and lead you in, and I honour you and Aaron for, your, for all of your, uh, that you've done to support Jane and I in our season. I love you and I care about you. Thank you so much. I want to also say that being a pastor of a church, is, it involves a call of God. And I want to thank and esteem Pastor Keith and Pastor Wendy for seeing something in us that we didn't see ourselves. They called it out. They believed in us. They got behind us. They, they prayed for us. They positioned us. And they trusted us to do what we didn't think that we could do ourselves. I honor you both. And thank you for giving us the, the, the foot up and the, the leg up and the, the, the belief and the trust in us. Can we give Pastor Keith and Pastor Wendy a honor them this morning? Thank you. I want to also say that as I look around the room, I want to thank everyone here for this love and the support that you've given to us, uh, your belief in us, your stickability, your, your being with us as well. I honour all of you for all of that as well. I want to thank Pastor Donna and Pastor David for their leadership and for their uh, trust in us as well as we position ourselves under your leadership. We love you, we care about you, and we've, I want to say to you, we've got your back and we want you to know that we care deeply about you. Thank you so much for this new season. We, we celebrate that with you. Thank you. Can we give Pastor Donna and Pastor David a hand? 
I also want to say to Pastor Phil and Sarah that we celebrate with you this new season for you too. We are so excited for you. And we honor the trust and the courage that's taking you both as well to step into this new season as well. There are great things ahead for you. You are both a quality couple, and we esteem you highly as well. So can we give Pastor Phil and Sarah a a, a hand as well? Honor them. Here's the thing. Most of all, what I want us to do right now is as much as I've honored people, I want us to stand and give 10 seconds of crazy praise to God. I just want us to worship him and praise him above all else. So can we stand? We just love you, Lord. We thank you. We honor you this morning for all that you've done, all that you're doing in the name of Jesus. We honor you, Lord. God Almighty, God above all, in Jesus' name. Be exalted and glorified in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. You can be seated. <laughs> cool. Today, as, uh, as Jane and I uh, walk into this new chapter in our stories, we've seen God do some amazing things here, some wonderful things. And I don't believe he's finished by a long shot. Right. Um, Jane and I continue to position ourselves to step into all that God has for us personally, but also this church is stepping into all that God has for it corporately as well. We love this church, we love its leaders, we love its people, we love the, the community that, that's, uh, that's happening around about us, we love the future that God has for us here today. But I don't want to be looking back at the good old days this morning, as good as most of those days were, most of those days were, most of those days were, I don't want to be looking back, I want to look forward. I want to look forward to all that God has for you and for us. When we look forward to something, you know, like it's, it may be a birthday, a special celebration, a holiday. Who loves to go on holidays? Okay. Like how many people pack like weeks in advance? Jane will pack, unpack, pack, unpack, pack, unpack, pack, unpack, unpack, pack. And, and then if we're flying, because so, she's got to get like there's maximizing the space in the suit. Who knows that we all do that at some time? Some of you, like, it's on the morning of your flight, you just, I might just take a couple of things in the suitcase. Okay, there's a couple of people around about like that. Oh, Pastor Luke, you might be one of those. <laughs> it's, it's looking forward to all that God has for us. And that's what I want us to do today, is to look forward. And to get ourselves ready and to position ourselves in such a way that we look forward to what God does today. So I want to spend just a few minutes. When a preacher ever says that, you can tell he's lying. Okay? (laughs) When you look forward to three things this morning. I want us to look forward to three things. And these three things are encounter follows encounter. Encounter follows encounter. First part is that to encounter the presence of God. I personally believe that everything flows out of our encounters with God. Everything flows out of our time with God. Everything flows out of having met with Him first. See, there's a a book that I I love and and I I recommend to, to people to read this book. It's called The Divine Mentor by Pastor Wayne Cordero. And what he says, and it's it's all centered around uh, having a devotional time with God. And he talks about if, if we loved a particular sport, a particular activity, 
And that person, just as a for instance, look, look, we had maybe Casey Stoner. I love my motorcycle. I love going for a ride, etc. like that. If I ever had Casey Stoner, a, a world champion motorcycle racer, an Australian guy, uh, ever come to me, he says, hey, Gary, look, you know, what I'd love to do is maybe to spend a, a little bit of time, maybe 15 minutes, half an hour with you each morning just to teach you and some of the things that I learned in my time as a world champion motorcycle racer. What would, that, what would I do to make that happen? What, what if Billy Graham came to us and said, I'd love to spend 15 or 20 minutes with you just to, to talk about some of the secrets of my success, to tell you how I, I, I got in the, with God together. and, and st- What about if, if uh, uh, an author like Peter James came to us uh, and started to tell us how he constructs a story, how he writes a novel? What about if we got Shane Van Gisbergen? He came to us. A lot of the, the guys in there. There was a lot of ladies, actually, that just went whoop, whoop, whoop. There's some leadfoot ladies. There. Shane Van Gisbergen is a V8 supercar. He's a, a brilliant motor racing driver. What if he came to us and said, how to r- drive a car? What would we do to set aside time on a daily basis to, to meet with him, to have those things imparted into us? Well... I want to say to us this morning that Jesus invites us to encounter the Holy Spirit before we do anything for him. It says in Luke 24 verse 49, And now I will send the Holy Spirit, just as my Father promised, but stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you up with power from heaven. He says to stay. In other words, sit, to be still, to to saturate ourselves in him before we do anything else, before we leave the city, before we go on into our day, before we go to work, before we go to school, he says, I want you to spend time with me. Acts chapter 1 verse 4 says, once when he was eating with them and talking about Jesus, and he's commanded them, he said, don't leave Jerusalem until, until the Father sends you the gift promised as I told you before. We need to spend time with God before doing anything for God. Okay, we need to do some, you know, like spend time with Him. We're we're not ready to encounter our day until we've encountered Him. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, but you'll be, receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the earth, even in the Adelaide hills. We need to have been before we go. Have you ever said that to your kids just before going out the door on a trip? Have you been? Because we can't go until we've been. Every time you walk out the door now getting into your car, you need to ask yourself, have I been before I can go? I want to sow a seed that's going to mess with your heads. <laughs> have we been before we go? Before we go in our, our, our job, before we go to school, have we been with him? Before we witness, we need to have first been in a place of waiting to encounter his presence. It's in catching his heart that we better represent his heart to the people around about. See, unity, serving, prayer, and witnessing is more effective 
when it comes from a place of having been with God before we do anything for God. What's your plan this year about getting into the presence of God? Will we accept the invitation given to us by Jesus, our divine mentor, to be with him before we go and do anything for him? See, here's what I've learned. Our faith will rise or fall dependent upon our time with God or without God. Our faith will go like a rocket up the more we spend time in the presence of God because everything flows out of a presence. Everything flows out of an encounter with Him. But if we don't spend time with God the Father, if we only look at our Bible once a week when we come to church on a Sunday, our faith is going to be stagnant at best but in decline at worst. We need to make sure that we are in the presence of God doing what He calls us to do. Can it be said of us? What was said of Peter and John in Acts chapter 4 verse 13. It says the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. For they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. Does that sound like anybody here today? That was me. Uh, We don't need any special training. What we need to do is to recognize that we've been with Jesus. Because there's a difference on a person who spent time with Jesus. There's an anointing, there's a a covering, there's a saturation in the person of God. People may may not see our training, but can they see that we have been with Jesus? Everything flows out of an encounter with Jesus. Number two, last week I said about this message that it was going to be an encouragement sandwich. By that I mean that there's going to be some wonderful encouragement. I pray that you've been encouraged by the first part of your sandwich this morning. I'm going to hit you with some meat right now, okay? This is the meat of God's Word, and it's designed. God's Word is here for to, to encourage us, to uplift us, and sometimes we just need a slight smack in the head. Okay, so this is, this is the, the gentle, loving smack in the head. At the end of his earthly ministry, so this is the second point we go, encounters, Follows. This is the follow bit, all right? This is where we stand as one under one. So at the end of his earthly ministry, Jesus prayed a very specific prayer. What last words or prayer did Jesus pray in that moment? And we can read a bit of it. It's in John chapter 17, verse 20. Jesus is saying, I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. Who's he talking about? He's talking about us. He's talking about us today. So this prayer, Jesus is actually praying for us. What was Jesus most concerned about that would be one of the last prayers he prayed for his disciples and for us? In verse 21, it gives us the answer. It says, I pray that they will all be one. Just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so the world will believe that you sent me. I've given them the glory that you gave me so they may be one as we are one. I'm in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity, perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. See, unity is important. It's an important key 
for kingdom growth. Jesus said that a kingdom divided against itself shall not stand. It doesn't say about may. There's a definitive thing here. It shall not stand. Unity in the body of Christ isn't a nice idea. It's absolutely crucial. It's absolutely crucial. Unity carries with it a, uh, the promise of a commanded blessing. We read that in Psalm 133. Unity is also a witness to our world that Jesus, his love and his sacrifice are real. Today is another step in the transition between Mount Barker, Modbury and Talem Bend. And as I meditated on this passage out of John chapter 17, and Jesus' prayer of unity for us, I want to encourage us. What's happening with us in joining Revival City Church is not about personalities or a different style. It's about kingdom influence. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10, Paul says this, I appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters, he's talking to the church, he's talking to Christians, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ to live in harmony with each other. Let there be no divisions in the church, rather be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. See, Paul talks about unity using four different words in a single verse. There might be something important that he wants to say. If it's the last thing that Jesus is praying for, virtually, for, for, for unity amongst his, his disciples, then Paul reiterates it here. There's got to be something about this unity that's crucial to what we want to do in the Adelaide Hills. We've got to live in harmony. There's no division. We are of one mind and we're united in thought and purpose. A.W. Tozer said this, when 100 piano, pianos are all tuned to the same tuning fork, they are automatically tuned to each other. They're of one accord by being tuned not to each other, but to a single standard to which each one must individually bow. So 100 worshippers coming together, each one looking to Christ are in heart nearer to each other than they could possibly ever be if they were to become unity-minded or conscious and turn their eyes away from God, seeking after closer fellowship with each other. In other words, what he's saying is that we as believers, as the more that we look to Christ, the closer we're going to be. We're going to be more united than we could ever be as we look to Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter of our faith. See, the growth of this church isn't dependent upon me or Pastor David and Pastor Donna or Pastor Phil, but upon us all following with one heart, following Jesus. The Apostle Paul goes on and he uses some strong imagery to make this point. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 to 4, it says this, Dear brothers and sisters, again, this is to the church. When I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would to spiritual people. I had to talk as though you belonged to this world or as though you were infants in the Christian life. I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger. And you still aren't ready, for you are still controlled by your sinful nature. You are jealous of one another and quarrel with each other. Doesn't that prove that you are controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living like people of the world? When one of you says, 
I am a follower of Paul, or another says, I'm a follower of Apollos, Apollos, aren't you just acting like people of the world? Think about that for a minute. Just think about that for a minute. See, loyalty is important in the kingdom of God, but it's loyalty to Jesus. Don't get caught up in personalities. But as one body, let's tune ourselves to the person of Jesus. Let's tune in to who he is. Verse 5 of this passage says, After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? Let me say it this way. Who is Gary? Who is David? Who is Donna? Who is Phil? We are only God's servants through whom you believed the good news. Each of us did our work that the Lord gave us. See, the transition is not about Gary or David or Donna or Phil. It's about all of us in complete unity being disciples of Christ. That's who we are. We are brothers and sisters in arms in this. It's about kingdom expansion, doing what we've been called to do for the one who called us to do it, and that's Jesus. Verse 6 says, I planted the seed in your hearts, and Apollos watered it, but it's God that made it grow. It's God that makes it grow. When we do what we've been called to do, God can do what only he can do. And verse 7, it gives us a clue as to what he does. He says, it's not important who does the planting. It's not important who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. We're not important, the part, important part of this. God and his purposes is the most important part of this. Verses 8 to 11 of this passage in, in, in 1 Corinthians 3, it says, The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose. And both will be rewarded for their own hard work, for we are both God's workers. And you are God's field, it says. You are God's building. Because of God's grace to me, I've laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it. But whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. That's who this church is all about. That's what this church is all about. That's who Jane and I, that's who Pastor David and Pastor Don, that's who Pastor Phil and Sarah are all about. That's, we are just laying foundation, doing what God called us to do. So here's the thing. From the depths of our hearts, church, don't look at us. Look at Jesus. Don't put us on a pedestal. Put Jesus as the most high. Honor him above all else. We've done our part over the last 19 or so years. Now as we move into a different season, we will do our part again, what God's gifted and called us to do. So what's God gifted and called us to do? Well, he's, he's, number one, he's, he's, he's called us to encounter his presence. Number two, to, to, to follow Jesus, to be a disciple of Jesus no matter what. Number three, to encounter, to create an encounter with God for someone else. We are walking, talking, breathing, living encounters with God that someone else can have because we have spent time with God. We've decided we're going to follow Jesus no matter what and we're going to create an encounter for someone else. Whilst it's true that all have sinned and fall short of God's glory, can I suggest to us that that's not the first thing you need to say to someone when you start talking to them about God? It's likely to turn them off. Can I also say, though, if God gives you a specific unction to say that, be obedient. 
be obedient. But otherwise, what I think we need to do is what Paul did. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 22 to 23, it says, When I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness. For I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, listen to this. I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. I do everything I can to, share, to spread the good news and share in its blessings. You and I have been commissioned as Christ's ambassadors to win people to Christ. The most effective way to do this is by looking for the common ground, something that creates a connection with us to the people that we're talking to. We are creating common ground. We are building a bridge, not a barrier. Let's build a bridge, not a barrier. See, build a bridge through the Holy Spirit and His gifts as we step out in faith. Build a bridge through the Word of God and give someone a prophetic encouragement from the Word of God. Build a bridge by noticing people and hearing what they're saying. Only this week, I had a conversation with someone on the telephone. His name is John. As I began to speak with him, uh, I wanted to catch up with him because he was going to make a significant contribution towards our community pantry. As he's talking to me, he says, look, can, can I give you a phone call back? I'm just at the hospital for an appointment right now. I heard what he said. So when I caught up with him later that afternoon, I asked him specifically, I said, I, I heard you this morning say that you're uh, like at the hospital for a particular appointment. Is there anything that I can help you with or is there anything I can support you with? Do you, I'd love to pray for you. I actually believe that prayer works. And he says, well, there's natural, everything's okay, really. It's, it's all good and everything was looking really good for him. And I said, uh, you know, well, that's really good. He says, tell me about your church. I said, why are you there? I said, why are you doing the pantry? I said, because we want to create an encounter with God for people that don't believe in God. He says, well, how do you create an encounter? He says, well, I, I'm, I would say to them what I'm going to say to you. What we, I would ask you to do is to put God to the test. I want you to pray and simply say, Lord, if you're real, prove it. Because that's a dangerous prayer for a non-believer to pray. That's a dangerous prayer for someone to pray. He says, you're serious? I, absolutely. I am. So I, I got him to pray it. And, well, he's, hopefully he's going to continue to pray. But I believe that God's going to meet him. That was somewhere where I was in a, in a position to create an encounter with God. Now, he's already got a heart that's open towards the things of God. Otherwise, why on earth is he giving to our community pantry if God's not already working on him? You know, so I, I've got a foot in the door because he, he may not know, but the Spirit of God has, has just got his number, okay? And he's going to be ringing constantly, I pray. See, we've been given access to the very throne of God. And we need to pray for and release an encounter with God to those that we meet and talk with. We've got to take every opportunity to be in the moment. Saying and doing nothing makes people think that God isn't real and that he doesn't care. And he does. Telling people that they're sinners and going to hell builds a barrier. Because we've encountered God's presence for ourselves, because we are disciples who follow Jesus. Let's build a bridge for someone to encounter Jesus for themselves through us. Our community pantry is building a bridge. 1 Corinthians 9.22 says, I became weak to the weak to win the weak, and I've adapted to the culture of every place I've gone so that I could more easily win people to God. We don't chuck 
uh, Christianity out. We don't chuck out the Bible. We don't chuck out uh, the message it is. But our methods have got to change. As a church, our methods have got to change. The message will never change. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. That salvation is found in no one else but Jesus Christ. Okay, That message is never going to change. But our methods of doing it have got to change. We've got to wise up to what we're doing and the things that we've been called to do. And just like Peter and John, we are not recognized, who, who weren't recognized for their educational prowess or their training. They'd simply been with Jesus and healed a man born lame. Now it's our turn. So when you're in, the, in your prayer closet in the morning and you're starting your day out, one of the greatest prayers you can pray is this, Lord, I'm praying for a divine encounter today. Give me a divine encounter, someone that I can share the faith that I have in you. Lord, make it come alive. Let it be real in Jesus. Let, who grabs our attention then as we're, we're doing it, going about our day? Who, who is it that just, I don't know what it is about that person, but I've got to go back and I've got to talk to them. Who is it that, that just captures our attention and then just going up to them and, and talk to them? Then simply as you start to, to, to walk towards them, Lord, I see something here. I've noticed them for a reason, but Lord, what do you want to say to them? What is it you want to do in this moment? Don't just take it for granted that we need to talk to him. But just, you know, like, I don't know, but whatever God puts on your heart, do it. Just ask him, Lord, what is it you want to do in this moment? And then put your faith into action. Step out with God's presence and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And here's a, here's a big key for this, okay? A lot of us say, well, what if my prayer doesn't work? What if they don't get healed? What if this, what if... Can I, can I, here, here. Leave the results up to God. Leave the results up to God. Your role may be just in getting them one step closer to the point of a decision in Christ. Leave the results up to God. So as I wrap up, encounter follows encounter. That's what I want us to look forward to as the people of God. Encounter follows encounter. Everything flows from our encounters with the divine mentor. Unity is crucial to kingdom expansion and impact. And let's build a bridge to someone that we meet to encounter Jesus today. Can we stand this morning? I want us to look forward to this. Our next season coming up is going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. Are there going to be challenges? Absolutely. But if I know one thing about challenges is, that we have a champion who's with us. I love that about God. No matter what we're going through, no matter where we find ourselves, we always find ourselves with God filling us and touching us and being able to do what we need to do in that moment. So Heavenly Father, I thank you for your people today. And Lord, I thank you that they would spend time, they choose to spend time, set aside time, no matter whether it's in the morning or late at night, wherever it is, Lord. Father, I pray that you'd continue to meet with them in those encounters. And Lord, that you'd encourage them about unity. You'd encourage them about being a follower of Jesus Christ and giving up our lives, surrendering our agendas for yours. And I pray that you'd enable us and empower us to create encounters with you for other people. Help us to be aware in those moments and to just step into them in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen, Amen, Amen. amen. That's it, I'm done. Wonderful. Cool. Can we please give Pastor Gary and Pastor Jane for her beautiful sharing as well this morning. Wonderful.
Um, while you're still standing, I would actually love, as we come to a close of the service, that we're going to pray. I'm actually going to pa- ask Pastor Keith and Pastor Wendy to come and pray for um, pray for Pastor Gary and Pastor Jane. Um, because we'll, in a moment we'll, we'll receive a, a love offering and we've got a video from Pastor David to hear about that in just a moment. But we would really love to pray for you both. Um, and I'd love you to, I would love you. I just think, I, I love that God brings things somehow full circle. Like I just think that's just the goodness and kindness of God that that it's not, you know, there's transition, but it's we're all still here and it's all family and it's actually really powerful. And so um, as we honour you, as we celebrate you, as we thank you, um, I'm excited about cake as well. Cake for breakfast, I think it might be. But um, we would really love to, yeah, to pray for you um, and pray into your next season. Like, as you said, which is there's still so much good to come. There's, the, the best days are still ahead. And um, we're championing you in that as well and excited to see what God will do in your next season of ministry. Excited that you're part of the bigger picture of what is happening across our city, across our state. And uh, very thrilled that you're part of the journey of whatever the next season looks like for us as a church as a whole. So um, I'd love you to say something. I'd love you to stretch your hands out. I'm going to invite Pastor Keith and Pastor Wendy to come and pray. Why don't you guys come forward? Um, And for Pastor Phil and Sarah as well, why don't you guys come forward as well? Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Donna. Well, it is a privilege today to um, pray for you guys. I remember back when we prayed for you to take the church on, and I remember you coming into the building one time and... uh, you decided that, uh, if I remember the story correctly, you said to Jane that when that building's finished, um, we'll go to that church. And it was a divine encounter. And then you came one time to the office and you said, I want to start, oh, we need something for the men. And I said, good, get a team and we'll get praying and get started. And then you said about a Bible college, which Jane mentioned as well. See, we don't know the plans that God has for us. And that was really strengthening the church and building the church. And you were on team with us and we're just so grateful how you've looked after the building and kept it as a witness to the community of God's house, how it should be. And that's, that's honourable. That is, that is saying a statement that sometimes, you know, words can't say. So uh, we just want to honour you today. And I'm excited about the future ahead because I see some amazing things coming forth out of where you are because all of what you've been through some of the the challenges with COVID and and negotiating the church child protection policies it's been going on and on I mean it was wasn't quite that hard for us in some of those areas but you know you've negotiated well and done it well and we went on you for that and we'll pray for you in the name of Jesus I didn't really anyway I just felt the Lord reminded me of something. I had no idea either. The day that I was walking along the Lash Street and you were just moving in and I welcomed you to Mount Barkhams. It was lovely to meet you and we were building the church here. And Yeah, so just in welcoming you, there was something about that. And uh, who would have ever known, Jane, Gary? We love you. We want to bless you today in the future. Let's stretch our hands out. Father, we thank you that your presence is here right now, so evident by your love. You just want to just want to embrace each one of us today that, Lord, those that are struggling maybe with about the future, the fear of change, Lord, we know that change is inevitable, that change will happen throughout our lives, 
that it's important to have change. Because, Lord, if we stay the way we are, then nothing will change around us. And so sometimes, Lord, there's, there's some maneuvering even within the body of Christ as we see all the way through Scripture. So, Father, we just speak your blessing, blessing for this next season. We know, Lord, that you are in this. And, Lord, if you're in this, we don't have to fear. We don't have to worry. We don't have to be concerned. But, Lord, I just speak the blessing of heaven right now upon this couple. I thank you, Lord, that what you put in his heart, Lord, when he came those first times and said, I think we need to do this and had that vision. Lord, I thank you that, Lord, you will unfold the vision. And that word again comes that I, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans that are good and not evil, plans for a future and a hope. And that goes beyond you guys, but into this church to Phil and Sarah's wells. Lord, just bless them, strengthen them. Lord, open up doors that no man can shut. I sense, Lord, this state, Lord, will be impacted, Lord, by what you have in store in this couple. In, and, and we thank you for Revival City, Lord, being also affected, impacted, Lord, by what you carry, the giftings flowing that Lord God has given you in the name of Jesus. And today we say amen. So be it. Bless them, Lord. In Jesus' name. And I want you to both know that we love you, as I said before. But I want to say to you today, from the bottom of our hearts, we honour you. That's right. We honour all that you've done. Mm. We yeah. honour the work that's been here, the people that are here, and yeah, the input you've had into yeah. them. Yeah. We've got your back through it all. That's right, Lord. Mm. Amen. Bless you both. Mm. Amen. It's going to be great. Amen. It's going to be great. Wonderful. Well, you can take your seats for a moment. We have a video from Pastor Dave um, to bring us to our time of giving as we sow into and love on Pastor Gary and Pastor Jane. So why don't we turn to the screen to watch that. Pastor Gary and Pastor Jane, I just want to take a minute uh, in the company of everyone up there uh, today in church and just say from the Assemblies of God ACC, from myself everyone at Revival City in Modbury North and across the life of our church. Also, of course, Donna's there, but on behalf of Donna as well, I just wanted to take a minute and honour you for 19 plus years. You're in your 20th year pastoring the same church, a church you had served in even in the years before that. Uh, to both of you, I just want to say, firstly, thank you for your contribution to the body of Christ. Thank you for being steadfast in building the church. Thank you for stewarding well what you have held in your hands and what God has trusted you with. Thank you for the souls that have been saved, for the people that have found relationship and hope with one another, people that have been baptized in the spirit, people that have had prophetic words in your house that have unlocked their potential, for those that have met and fallen in love in the church and become married, and for those whose lives have been impacted and continue to be impacted, for the work you've done around the community, feeding the poor, bringing hope to hopeless situations, connecting with business people, not only what you've done there, but in, in the years on and off when you've run regions, 
I know when I was pastoring our church in the early days down in Plimpton, I'd get texts and calls from you and you're encouraging, you always spoke life, you believed in people and, and you are both steadfast, you are godly, you are principled, you are loyal, you are faith people, you are obedient to the cause of Christ and I want to just say with all of my heart, I honour you today and what you have done uh, for the kingdom of God will be felt even unto eternity. There will be those that you don't even know that your life is impacted when you stand before God. I'm sure you're going to be aware of the record that heaven's kept that is even bigger than you could even imagine. And so we want to take a minute to say thank you. Most people last in a pastorate three or four years, maybe five years. You've stuck two decades plus the years you served on team with Pastor Keith and Pastor Wendy. And we just want to say to you a massive, massive thank you. We honor you. We thank God for you. Although this is not actually goodbye, it's not Pastor Gary and Jane are heading off into the sunset. You're very much a part of our church. And I believe your next years are going to be the defining years of your ministry. I I believe you're going to reach more people than you've ever reached before. And we are behind you. We love you and we're grateful for you. This church will always be uh, part of your legacy and we'll always honour you as those that have led this church through many, many years. And I just, one, one more time, I want to say thank you. I want to say God bless you. I wish I could be there to celebrate today. Uh, we, we've, we've got some similar things happening down in Modbury as well as we say goodbye to some long-term staff that have served faithfully. And so I'm, I'm there here as well. Donna's there. And we just want you to know you're in our hearts. We celebrate with you and God bless you. You are amazing. Hello, dear friends. I just want to say well done to Pastor Gary and Pastor Jane for all their years of service and loving on the people there at Infused Church and beyond Infused Church. You you love well. You have big hearts. Your pastoral care, your love for God's word, your love for prayer, your love for people is second to none. I truly, deeply love you guys, and you've gone on a big journey, and this is a day of celebration, but it's also a day of anticipation. I believe you're moving into a place where the influence is going to increase. It's going to broaden. It's going to it's going to stretch out further, and it's not your influence. It's God's influence through you. I know that I know that God is extending kingdom territory through Pastors Gary and Jane Leach in the this beautiful season as part of Revival City Church. God is not only taking you from the local, but he's extending your influence through to the state. And that's a beautiful thing. And I want to release upon you the spirit of God and the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I I really see an increase of wisdom coming upon you like a mantle coming upon you, being in different situations in the community where the wisdom of God will be that like Joseph, that like Esther, like Daniel and like David. It's going to come upon you in the moment and you're going to know what God wants you to do that will bring a transformation and a kingdom influence into community. So I celebrate you. I celebrate who you are, what you have done, but I also celebrate what God is leading you into. These are exciting days. These are fruitful days. These are blessed days. These are days of divine favor and I release it upon you as a couple, upon upon your family, upon the church that you serve, and upon the community where God is calling you to extend His kingdom and His influence in these days. God bless you. Well done, dear friends. 
What a, what a great time to celebrate. In just a moment, we're going to be receiving a love offering for Pastor Gary and for Pastor Jane. And I am just believing God that as a church, uh, you'll all be diligent uh, in being generous. The Bible says a generous man devises ways to be generous and through generosity, he will stand. And I uh, really do believe that today we have an opportunity to honour our, our, our beloved pastors, your beloved pastors who have built this church over the last 20 years faithfully, sacrificially under God. And let me say a few things about a senior pastor. Uh, they don't go on holidays. They might go on holidays, but the burden of the work that they lead is still with them. They, 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 they might have a day off, but the burden of the work is still with them. And some people go, well, what are your office hours? It's not an office hours thing in the role of being a senior pastor. It's a lifetime calling that you, you feel what your people feel. You, you, you rejoice when they rejoice. You weep when they weep. There's seasons of blessing. Uh, the, 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 the peaks are unbelievable, but the troughs can be incredibly difficult. And your pastors have been faithful for a long, long time. And I'm asking you today, and I'm not asking you to do something that Donna and I aren't going to do. We're going to receive a love offering. And in just a few moments, the ushers are going to prepare uh, us for that. And, and all the ways that you would normally give, we can have instructions for that in just a moment. But we're going to receive a love offering and everything that comes in is going to bless them in their next season. They are a part of our team, but this is a thank you offering to say we honour you and we appreciate you. And I want to ask every person in the life of our church here in Mount Barker that has been impacted by the ministry of Pastor Gary and Pastor Jane, I'm going to ask you to bless them today. And I'm not talking about just doing something, oh, I just want to do something, here's a, here's, a, here's a little, you know, token thing. I'm asking you to sow a seed into their future, a seed of gratitude, a seed of faith, a seed of honor, and bless them. And so we're going to receive an offering in just a moment, and, and I'm going to give, uh, personally, we're going to give from our Modbury location as well. I'm going to ask you to give today, and we're going to believe God. We're going to give from Taylor and Bend as well, and we're going to sow a seed into their ministry and bless them for their future. And, and for what God has next for them, even though, again, it's in the life of our church, but it's a step of faith for them. As they've said to, to us, we want to see the church move into a new season. And they've been so willing to do whatever that costs. And I want to get behind them and I want to bless them. And I'm asking you to join me and, and, and sow a seed and we're going to believe God. So I'm going to pray a prayer. But before I do, I'd love you to just uh, listen to God and say, God, what, what would you have me do? And, and, and at the end of at the end of this video, we're going to give you clear instructions in person as to how you can do that. But the normal ways of giving uh, still apply, and we will pass the container in just a moment. But I'm going to ask you to sow a seed. And I'm believing God's going to bless them. For, for basically 20 years, two decades, they've served faithfully, and I believe they deserve a reward, and we're going to be a blessing. Because that's one thing that I believe cracks open so many so many of God's blessings to a local church is when we honor, when we sow, when we send, when we release, and when we bless. And so we're going to pray. And I just wonder, as we prepare our offering, why don't we just take a minute and hear from heaven. And I'm going to pray, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for our church. Lord, I'm asking that you would bless the gift and the giver. Lord, the seed and the sower. Father, bless your people coming in and bless your people going out. Lord, I declare over your people today as they give the blessing and the favor of God. Father, I pray for Pastor Gary and Pastor Jane. Lord, let today be a well of refreshing for their soul. 
Lord, I pray that their cup would run over. Lord, I pray that provision and blessing would come in greater measure. Lord, I pray supernatural open doors, supernatural favor. Lord, today, let today be a day of blessing, honor, and provision for them. Father, I'm so grateful for all that they've done for all that you've done through them and with them. And Lord, I just pray your blessing to be upon them, to be upon our church, to be upon all the members of Infuse that have been there for a long, long time. And Lord, I thank you that your hand is upon them. And we can look back even 12 months, both Pastor Gary and Jane, right, right, right here in, in church, we're going to say, look what the Lord has done. And Father, we thank you for it. In the name of Jesus, if you're Spanish, in the nombre de Jesus, we give you thanks, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Come on, a faithful church said together, amen. Come on, let me hear you, amen. That was okay. Come on, why don't we give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise. He's awesome, he's wonderful. Come on, I mean, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with praise today. He is good, he is good, he is good, he is good. Pastor Gary, we salute you, we honour you today. And again, I'm going to hand over... Uh, to Pastor Phil, he'll guide you in this next part of the service. So why don't we get ready to bless them? We're going to receive the offering together. God bless you. We love you. You are amazing. Amen. Come on, we're going to give Pastor David a hand. He can't hear it, um, but Donna will report back. Tell him we all cheered heartily for Pastor David. <laughs> oh, we love you, Pastor Gary. We love you, Pastor Jane. And uh, I don't have anything to add to what Pastor David shared, but we do have a culture of honour and a culture of generosity, and we love you guys. We are so thankful for all that you've sown into this place, into us individually. So, uh, ushers, why don't you come? I don't know. I feel like praying again, but Pastor David already covered that. We'll do a quick one. Holy Spirit, bless this. Amen. Just uh, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for... Your work, ushers, and uh, I really want to thank you for being here today. And uh, I know it's a, it's it's such a blessing for Pastor Gary to see your faces here. You may not have been for a while. You may um, have moved on and have come back just to be here and to celebrate Pastor Gary and Pastor Jane. I want you to know that you're welcome, and I'm so glad that you're here. And there's plenty of cake. There's plenty of room for you out there, um, and I'd love to see you here again next Sunday. Um, we're getting back into into our normal routine of things. So, uh, Pastor Lisa and Pastor Dean, they're out um, with the kids program. If you've got kids today, when you pick them up, make sure you say a big thank you to them. Uh, they're a family that sows more than uh, any of us into the life of this church. Um, they sow so much. So, why don't you say thank you to them? Um, youth is when's youth back on? Emily, Friday. What time? Seven o'clock here. Revival City Mount Barker, if you've got someone over the age of 10, 11, under the age of 19, 18, a youth age person, why don't you make your way here, bring them along. We've got a great youth group, we've got a great youth pastor, Emily, you're amazing. We look forward to seeing all that God will do through you this year as well. Um, so thank you. Fantastic. Well, I think we're done. Thank you guys so much for being here. This service doesn't end here, it ends in the cafe with plenty of cake and plenty of coffee. Uh, why don't I pray over you and then uh, we'll dismiss you, hey? Holy Spirit, we give all glory and all honour to you. You are the giver and keeper of all things. We pray, Father, that your blessing be upon Pastor Gary and Jane as they move into the next season of, this, of their journey and their walk with you. We pray that your blessing and favour would be upon this congregation and upon your church and upon Sarah and I. 
and Pastor David and Donna in this next season as well. We look forward to all of the great things that you will do. We thank you for today. I thank you for every person here. I pray that your blessing and favour would be on them as they go. And we ask that in the mighty and precious name of Jesus. And a grateful church said together, Amen, Amen. One more time, why don't we give God a hand of praise. He's awesome. He's worthy.